Oh man, I got an OG on the show today. Shay Bynes, the kingdom-driven entrepreneur. She owns the trademark, y'all. So anybody else who's out there spilling this word, this phrase, it's hers. Anyway, Shay, I am so honored that you came on the show today. If you guys don't know her or her ministry or her business or her coaching methodologies, if you've never picked up Grace Over Grind, well, I know you have in some way, shape, or form because I speak right to it. This is not a hustle-hard culture that we want to live in. We want to live in the rhythms of grace, and Shay is one of the original educators of this methodology, besides, of course, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all all the places. (laughs) But Shay, this is such a rich conversation. You get to learn about her backstory, her leap of faith, her time of saying bye-bye to the corporate career, having a side hustle, doing real estate, having an adjustment of energy when her husband came in as the CEO. I mean, lots of shifts and changes and it's constant, right? Y'all, everyone has always becoming. No one has made it anywhere except for, well, where they are right now. And Shay was with us today. So you guys tune in, make sure you tag us in all the places and be sure to follow her on social. Tag her here as you share out the show. Leave a review for us so we can amplify your name and your mission and what you took away as your greatest treasure. This is an ode to all podcasters. So if you listen to podcasts or listen or read their books, the review moment, the next step is really grateful. Thank you. We love you. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, Marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. All right. All right. I am so excited to have my friend Shay Vines here for you guys today to talk and unpack the truth behind kingdom entrepreneurship. And you're like the OG, hashtag OG Shay (laughs) in this space. I want to hear all the details of the evolution and laugh alongside you specifically in the moment when I was reading from your first book uh, around the time that the Lord dropped you to the ground and you're like, what's happening? Why am I on the floor? How do I get up from here? And yet you literally just asked him to show himself to you. <laughs> Thanks right, for hanging out with me. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm glad to be here, Tamara. So let's let's actually go to that moment because I know there was probably a lot that led there. Um, but yes. here you were like eagerly expectant over what God was going to do through your through your life associated to kingdom entrepreneurship, and yes. yet you didn't really feel like you had heard from him clearly. Can you talk me through that evolution? Yeah. So if I go, so I'm going to go a little bit before that. Okay. Story. Okay. 
All right. So I had left my corporate career in 2010, which was completely led of the Lord and not in, not in my wisdom at all. It was totally his wisdom. It made zero sense for me to go, but I was so, I was so convinced that this is exactly what God wanted me to do because I had encountered him in such a way that it was undeniable. Yeah. So I leave that corporate job to then focus on what was my side business at that time in real estate to do that full time. And so I was just starting to really grow in acknowledging God in my work life. Mm. So fast forward to the point in 2012, early 2012, when I met the, uh, by series of God orchestrated moments, I met who ended up being the co-founder of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. You have to understand what happened. I just started really walking things out with God in the context of my work life. Then I meet this woman, fall in love with her immediately, you know, our instantaneous connection. And about eight weeks in, when I'm like, I know like the Lord brought us together for a specific reason. Let's pray about it. We did that three rounds. And when she said, I really like the Lord gave me these words. I don't know what they mean, what they're about, what he wants me to do with them. But the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. And what flew out of my mouth, I hadn't thought about it. I didn't know what I was talking about. I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book. But I'm also thinking, what did I just say? And what's a kingdom driven entrepreneur? <laughs> so now oh, that's so where good. I'm coming from. Like, I'm, I'm walking this out and it was so unusual for me. I was a computer scientist. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so super analytical and <laughs> totally logical. different. Then I was a project director. So I always counted the cost, mitigated yep. the risk. Like, and I'm on this crazy adventure with God. So this is where I'm coming from at the so time of the story that you're referring to, Yes, which is I'm signing an operating agreement, a joke of an operating agreement with this woman I just <laughs> with met. With your partner. <laughs> and then wrote a book on a topic I was just beginning to learn about. Mm. So I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know how we're supposed to, like, there's clearly more to you than I've experienced. There's more that I, I can't do this without mm. you, you know? And so going to that moment of the story that you're talking about, I was at this women's conference and the pastor was giving a message on how God gives us eyes to see and ears to hear and all of that. And she said, you know, I want you all to close your eyes and I'm going to pray over you. And she asked God to show us something or to speak something to our heart. And so she asked the woman to stand up. Like if God showed you something, stand up. You know, if God spoke something to your heart and I had nothing and I was frustrated by that. Of course. So, you know, so she's giving her final closing words of the session and out of nowhere, nobody laid their hands on me. Nobody touched me. No one was even talking to me. And I fell to the floor out of nowhere with my nose stuck to the high heeled shoe of the woman I came to the conference with. (laughs) And I knew it was God because I could not move my body at all. And there was nothing medically wrong with me. Yep. And so when I asked God, like, what is it? Because clearly you're not going to let me off off this floor. It was like a big fat angel was hanging out like, hey, what are we going to do here? <laughs> you're stood on top of it. <laughs> and so I said, what is it? And then God gave me this vision. It was like watching a movie. Mm. And I was a child on the playground playing the trust fall game, you know, where you'll trust that the person behind you is going to catch you when you fall. Yeah. And I went backwards because I trusted enough to go backwards. But at the last second, I put my arm back like this to brace myself for a fall. And I heard the Lord say, that's what you do to me. Mm. A lovingly convicting moment. Uh-huh. After which immediately was, do you know why you do that? I said, no. Like, like why do I do that? And he said, because you have absolutely no idea how much I love you. Mm. So that's what you were talking about. It was the beginning of many series of encounters with God yes. where he was solidly rooting me in my identity as his beloved daughter. Mm. You can walk this out. I'm, I am with you, you know, whatever you don't know, it doesn't matter. Just yeah. walk this thing out 
with me. And it gave me everything I needed, Tamara, to walk out something that there was no path laid out before me for, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so that was that. So I thank God for that because he really solidly rooted me. Like I'm going to make some mistakes and it's okay because I'm yeah. doing my best to walk this thing out with him. Yeah. And if not, I'll just pull the rug out from under you and I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll take He'll care of it. it right? work it out. <laughs> I've been in those moments before and it was so funny. I was at a wedding this past week and I was um, having the honor of marrying two people who unexpectedly got married at a business conference or uh, engaged at a business conference that oh, I was wow. hosting last year. It was so cool. So I got that to marry cool. them. And one of the sons of the bride was asking me two things that are kind of comical. One of which, I notice you have tattoos. Are you going to hell? I'm like, oh, well, that's a great way to ask that. Mind you, he has a big tattoo on his forearm. Okay. Secondly, he says, also, where I come from, women aren't allowed to to speak and preach. And I was like, okay, what else do you have for me? What firing arm? And he's like, I was just at boot camp and I met this guy and he was showing me these videos of these people who were like, and he was like, pushing his arms out like magic was coming out, shooting out of these people's fingers. And he's like, is that real? Does that, can you do that? I'm like, well, I can't do any of that. Okay. First off, God can do that. And he's like, yeah, but people were like falling to the ground. I'm like, Hmm. And I remember being in his shoes. And so I'm sitting there laughing with utmost empathy and also drawing him out of these little one-line scriptures that people like to blanket over top of people and giving him context and all the things we should be doing. But it was a mere seven years ago where I was in that place on the floor like, um, can someone help me up? Why am I here? What's happening? And these women were just praying over me and they knew nothing about me, just reading my mail, right? And so I think it's the moments like those where we're in a complete desire of just, God, show me something. Like anything you got, I'm here to listen. And so yeah. the eagerness of other people who were receiving in that moment, you felt stifled. And he's like, I've got something else for you. And yeah. I love that you said it was a series. It was the beginning of a series. It was- of God revealing. Like, yeah, it was at, when I went home from that conference, well, even after that, the next morning at the conference, I had another encounter with God in the hotel room where the presence of God showed up so heavy in that hotel room in the midst of me telling my roommate the story of what happened the night before. Oh, it gives me chills. It was wild. And then when I went home, it was like another two weeks. I was just seeing things I had never seen before, Mm. you know, and these were all new experiences for me. You know, I was raised in church, um, I don't remember ever not being in church, yeah. but I didn't have any context for the Holy Spirit. I knew, I knew Jesus loved me. I knew a lot of Bible stories. I knew the right behaviors, right? Right. But, you know, and then by the time I went to college then and chose my own church, I saw a spirit-filled church, but I only had the context of what God does inside of a church building mm. at the altar. So I didn't have a context for the Holy Spirit move in my life wherever I am and with me, through me, you know, guiding and leading. And so I didn't have that until I encountered God really, you know, practically and rather radically uh, for myself in my early thirties, even though I was raised in church. Yeah. I think it's so powerful. And I don't think it matters what like the backstory is though. Those seeds are so critical, right? Cause some yes. people are like, well, I, I wasn't raised in church. I can't be a kingdom entrepreneur. I, oh, yes. I don't know the scripture. I can't start talking to my team or my community about right. scripture. So I, I'm really grateful that you even shared as you're writing the book, you're learning, right? And yes. people need to realize this is like the messy action element, right? Like the faith without works is dead. 
dead, but also the works without faith is dead. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. It's the both it. and. And yes. so it gives people uh, part of your next book, which has been or what you're celebrating five years now on behind uh, on the other side of it is the Grace Over Grind movement. And it gives yeah. people grace to say like, okay, I can do it messy. I can do it imperfectly because he is our provider and he's got all the answers. Yes. Yes. I get to partner with the one who knows all the things. Yes. Yes. yes so I was, I'm curious before we get into more of Grace Over Grind, because there's yeah. kind of like a, a pretty big gap time frame between the time you wrote the first book to the time you wrote the second. Um, were you still operating with this new partnership as like a side hustle and real estate and seeing what was happening? Okay. So here's how it went down. So the first book, which by the way, is not even on the market anymore. That is first it not? Book, oh, well, I listened to it on Audible all the time. No, 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 no. It never I... even came out on Audible. The very first book never came out on Audible. Oh. It was only in Kindle and print, and it has not existed since I completely revised it in 2019, which okay. is probably the one that you read. Hey, oh, well, this is even better. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that in 2012, like all the stuff you read in that book, like I didn't know 75% <laughs> of that at the time. Okay, the that time. makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So at, so in 2012, we did release that book, started the community by inviting people into that in 2012. The grace over grind thing that we'll be talking about soon, that encounter I have with Jesus around the partnership with him, not doing business for him, but doing right. business with him happened a few months after starting Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. At that time, I was still doing my real estate business and I was doing Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, but I don't remember how many months this was in. When the Lord's like, I want you to focus full time mm. on kingdom driven entrepreneur, which by the way, another thing that didn't make any sense because I mean, we were pre-revenue. We didn't even know what product, what the product and service business model. <laughs> we didn't know any of that because we were just like two folks that were just following daily That's after God. So good. Yeah. It was so wild. And so I really learned about God as provision uh, in those times. I mean, I always had a great paying corporate job. You know, I didn't even know what it was like to have like that gap. Until mm -hmm. I did and mm -hmm. got to see how God moved as I was moving in purpose out of faith and obedience and walking things out with him. I got to see him over and over again as provision in the midst of that. But yeah, I was doing it both at a, a little while, but it wasn't long yeah. before he's like, okay, let that go and focus over here. I just hired a uh, new CFO, COO, who has been in the education world for about yeah. 15 years. And of course, probably similar to how you were from an analytics perspective when you started this, you know, everything has to make sense. There has to yeah. be a number associated to everything. If that doesn't work out, we don't get to do it again. And like, you know, all the things. And right. I just haven't operated my business like that since yeah. coexisting with the Lord, co-partnering with him and allowing him to guide me by spirit. Yes. And so... So many times in this short period of time that we've been together for, I think she's on our ninth week with me, yes. I have just been like, watch the Lord. Like I, right. he's never not provided, right? Even if it's the manna, even if it's just enough, just it's enough. enough. It's right enough. On time. <laughs> right. It doesn't disqualify the definition of enough if it's just right. enough. Right. Yes. And he yes. is, and he's more than enough, more than but enough. there's that enoughness from a numbers perspective that she needs to go to sleep at night. Yes. No, I totally get that. I mean, I went through the same thing with our, with our COO. I mean, she had been in the program and she'd been mentored and all of those things, but it was hilarious because she's like, I am really being stretched now that I have some financial things here. Cause I would, now I can see what I couldn't see before. Right. You know, when I was in a different position <laughs> and now I have access to this and now I see what you've been walking through all these years. What in the yeah. world? You're crazy. Really yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. called a peculiar people in oh, this totally, world. Totally. 
Yeah. So I'm curious, Shay, because, and I haven't, I didn't even look up the dates. I'd have to look them up, but there's been a lot of people who I believe have come since because they're kind of new in the industry around being a kingdom driven entrepreneur. You also hear about faith driven entrepreneur. You hear all these different movements that have taken root. And yes. I know there's no competition in the kingdom. I know no. all those things. It's like amazing. How have you navigated remaining in what God gave you while also witnessing or potentially even giving insight to those people? Yeah. I mean, I will tell you that staying on message and on mission has not been challenging for us at all because, you know, to me, first of all, there should be lots of these conversations happening. So to me, it's encouraging. I like to see them aligned. Yes. yes. You know, there's that, but that's another story for another day, perhaps, but you know, I'm excited to see the conversation growing. And for me, because I truly believe the message that I carry, I truly believe that there's no competition in the kingdom. I truly believe in the spirit of unity and collaboration. I truly believe in doing business in partnership with him based off of the leading and guiding and the vision and mission in which I have been given and not worrying about how everyone else is navigating the space, right? And especially we're talking about business owners. I think one of the some people would say that this has been a challenge, but it hasn't been for me, is that a lot of times, especially when you're talking about business, the conversation tends to start with the all things added. So it starts with the money. So you're mm. baited by the money conversation. You're drawn in by the money conversation. And we've never done that. And that wasn't a problem in the beginning. And it's not a problem to me now because it's aligned with how we're supposed to function. Yeah. But there's a lot that really does it shows up there first. Mm -hmm. And so it has been just my conviction to stay completely aligned with what God's given us to do and to show up in that way. I'll tell you a fun story. I don't tell this very often, but when we first started, and so this is 2012. Yeah. Well, the very first thing the Lord had me do was to trademark the phrase kingdom driven entrepreneur, which to me was really ridiculous because number one, we haven't made any money. Number two, we don't know what we're doing. Number three, we're just starting to learn the beginnings of what it means to be a kingdom driven entrepreneur, but I couldn't shake it. And so I, so I went ahead and I did that. And it wasn't until maybe two years ago, maybe three, when I was feeling a little bit agitated by how some of the conversations mm-hmm. were going around kingdom entrepreneurship. So the Lord said to me, this is why. This is why you, you trademarked it because it wasn't about competition. Right. It was about owning the stewardship yes. of this phrase and what this means and what this looks like. I've given you the assignment to steward that, right? And so that was, so that was just kind of a behind the scenes thing. But yeah. no, I've enjoyed watching the conversation expand. It's important for what God's looking to do in the marketplace all over the globe. So it's good stuff. Yeah. And I know it's like a sidebar is connected kind of to when people talk about being church hurt and then it it makes a bad name or a bad rap for the church, which is never our intention, right? Like we celebrate the church. We honor the church. The church is the bridegroom of Christ. Like we we want all of those things to be flourishing. And I have been a recipient or on the, um, in within communities of the wolf in sheep's clothing. And it has created a lot of friction as what would people would say, you know, a Christian entrepreneur, a kingdom driven entrepreneur, because I get the questions like, well, what kind of Christian are you? Well, like we talked about with the the zapping of the hands and the, like, are you going to push me over or is the Holy Spirit going to knock me oh over? Right? Like yeah. these are real concerns that people have. And because yeah. there has been hurt, not by the church, hurt by people, right? People. It's flesh yes. hurt. 
Uh, How do you help people come back into that awareness of alignment? Obviously, understanding discernment is a huge part of that, but trusting again. I feel like trust has been broken so much. Yeah, I think trust is broken a lot, but that's why I love the idea of just immersing people into community powerfully. Because what I find is I don't have to, I mean, if something comes up, I can speak into that. But generally speaking, we just create an authentic experience, an authentic community. The way I grew in Christ was because I authentically encountered God. I didn't need anyone to like Mm -hmm. preach the message 20 different ways to me in order to grab hold of. I encountered him for myself. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it is a matter of having the authenticity of allowing God to move in an environment, whether that's from a zoom call, whether that's from a face to face, whether, you know, and anything that we do. And I find that as long as we stay connected to just an authentic community and authentically aligned with God that the environment takes care of itself. And when those things do come up, then we're, we're able to speak into those, but I don't come from a place of, I need to worry about that on the front end. Yeah. I, I only concern myself with, you know, when they talk about like the, the, the bills and how you teach people how to find a counterfeit bill by consistently yes. showing them the real thing. It's what same it is. Concept. Yeah. That's I'm not going to focus on the counterfeit. I'm going to focus on the real deal as I know it and understand it and have experienced it to be. And in that, I don't have to worry about the rest of it. And I just believe that God leads us and guides us and helps us to help people walk through, you know, some of those concerns. I've had people show up in kingdom driven entrepreneur that were just like, that were on the other side of church, a new layer of church hurt based off of the marketplace on this topic. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I don't spend time talking about that, but just, Hey, I just want you to encounter God and align with him in an authentic way. And we create a space for that. And so join, right? So good. My pastor and I were both sharing in Denver recently. You had just said you were there this past weekend too. And he says this thing I always love. He's like, I don't mean to step on your toes, but at the same time, I didn't put them there. And I'm like, that's right. so good because yeah. truly like when people come into scenarios, it's not us needing to convince them. It's not us needing to like, even like, let me create an encounter. It's like, this is an experience based on authentic intimacy, which you love to speak yes. about, like an intimate yes. relationship, a, a gnosh, a knowing, an agape love yeah. that is also pursuing you and yes. wants your attention. And yes. therefore, if your toes are stepped on, that likely means that you have been a little bit out of alignment and he's just yeah. trying to knock you off your feet again. <laughs> it's all good, right? Yeah, it's, all, it's all, all good because there's no right? condemnation in it yes, and it's an yes, invitation, exactly right? It's not a shackling either. And that's the thing right. where being a kingdom driven entrepreneur, we have a choice every single day. Yes. I just recently finished reading um, The Bait of Satan by John Brevere. And so oh, you literally, I haven't read that, but I heard really good things oh, about it. Oh man, when you just mentioned The Bait of Money, He's yeah. speaking to like ministers and pastors and leaders for sure, but he really yes. is speaking into entrepreneurs, maybe even without knowing. And yeah. the the financial piece can truly put people in bondage if it's not it really it's not it's not working out if it if it is right. Um, yes. And so that word bait, like there's so many different baits that can keep us in in culture and comfort yes. rather than yes. in Christ and craving yes. Him alone. All right, quick interruption, but actually it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper, not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family, be a part of the foundation of what the founder collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in him, that we are a family and operating as one 
on the foundation of Christ with him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly founder collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast, talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's thefoundercon.com. And you'll get to hear people like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. (laughs) He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly. The fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family. It's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. Can That's you talk it. to Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I want to talk about like because of that, like transcendent peace, the abundant rest, because yes. grind, hustle, culture, work hard, play hard, like no. I did I really did live that life for a long yeah, time yeah. and so I have empathy for people who are in that space, but I also can see the variable of a day. Like in a day, I can be like, oh, like let's pull the reins back. I went in that direction. I repent. I come back to you. Please let me operate out of this space of peace and rest. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I can, and I can empathize with it too, because it's how I learned entrepreneurship. Right. I learned entrepreneurship from the, and especially being a side business owner while working a corporate job, oh, I yeah. learned on team, no sleep. You know, I learned <laughs> yeah. about, you know, you just, you'll sleep when you're dead. I learned from, you know, we're going to make this thing happen and we're just going to grind it out. All of those things. And remember that was all prior to me even having a concept that God desired to be involved in my business at all. Right. So I totally was fully immersed in that. And then for a short stint of time, I would say that I was, oh, I was still kind of grind culture, but I'm doing this for the glory of God. Yes, yes, yes. So now I'm well intended. <laughs> grind and glory. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's a t-shirt. That Somebody probably has long. that. <laughs> yeah, that didn't last for very long before I had an encounter with the scripture of Matthew yeah. eleven twenty eight through 30. Yep. which is commonly known as Jesus saying, come to me, all of those who are, who are weary or heavy laden. He talks about how he'll give you rest. And he talks mm-hmm. about how his yoke is easy, his burden is light. I'd heard that many, many times, but this particular time, our pastor read it in the message, which I had never heard before. And it said, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. (sighs) And that hit me like fire, water, (laughs) all the things, you know? And I knew immediately that that's, I caught that with, walk with me, work with me, keep company with me. And I'm like, there's a gap between where I am now 
And what I just heard was the invitation, which at that time was only an invitation. At, at this point, I'm like, no, this is actually how we are created to function. Yes. It's like a mandate as a kingdom citizen. Yes. But at that time, it was just like I was being invited yeah. into that next level of identity in him, which yeah. is in him and with him. Right. So good. So it changed everything for me. It really did. And I think, as I mentioned, it's like, for me, it's the ebb and flow of, and it was about a year and a half ago where the Lord asked me, because I love to speak and I love words and I love the scripting of like analogy and acronyms and alliteration. I love it. I just love it. English language. Uh, And at the same time, I was finding myself preparing a lot for experiences, not necessarily my podcast because that's been going for years and it's just really, I feel like I'm at coffee with you minus the coffee because it's too late in the afternoon and I'd be up all night, (laughs) but I'd be drinking tea with you, Shay. And, um, and I, he told me after a Bible study one morning when I did my, my typical rhythm of time with him first that catapulted me into my workout time before my kiddos and husband wake up. And he said, talk. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I was going to work out. Remember that other thing? Like my body's a vessel. I'm supposed to like steward this too. And he's like, yeah, talk and move. And so I was on a Peloton and I was like, I guess I'm going live. Well, it's been a year and a half now, and I do this thing called Pedal and Preach on Tuesday and oh, Thursday wow. mornings. And so oh, that's fun. I don't prepare. My preparation is time with the Lord that I spend every single day, and yes. I just press play. I yeah. have nothing to go off of except for the day's scripture and right. what I'm doing. Like, we live life every single day, so there's sure, surely stories we can tell and all of that. Yes. But I share that because I realize that Rhythms of Grace is connected to the always becoming, the fact that we're constantly preparing when we're walking in yes. tandem with the Lord. And That's right. When I try to control the language, when I try to control the words, I'm not making way for his glory to really shine through. And so sometimes I'm laughing. Sometimes the Holy Spirit drops a wild nugget and I'm like, did you hear that? Like sometimes I'm, I'm, you know, laugh, cry up, down, high, low. And it's so, it's so vulnerable for me because I'm used to being put together and, you know, it's before the sun even rises most days. And yet it's been the sweetest treasure, even though there's generally like one eyeball because it's early and people think I'm nuts. It's, it's not for that. It's been the sweetest treasure of intimacy, even though I'm live. Yes. I love that so much. And I love how he invites us into these, these ways of encountering him that are completely different than how we would normally function. Right. Right. That's why I always tell people, by the way, I was a computer site. I was a software engineer you know, with a computer science degree and a project manager, because I want people to understand they're watching me now flow right. with God and thinking that this, I just always did this. And I'm like, right. no, in fact, in the past, if there was something that came against what would be logical to me, I would just, I would, I wouldn't even attribute it to God. I just, I would just go do my thing based off of my own wisdom and my own logic, my own desires and my own timing. Right. Yeah. And so it, it, I just love the way he encounters us in, in a way. And at the same time, I've seen the flip side of that where there's been people that I mentor who are typically like so flowy, flowy, flowy and flowing <laughs> with him. And he invites them into structure with him. Yes. Yes. So when we have these conversations, we're telling our stories, but the way this looks to people is very personal yeah, that's based good. off of their design, what they're called to. You know, that's why I always tell people when I tell my story, I'm like, here are my story, but here with the Holy Spirit saying to you, yeah. to you, for you, based off of what I share about me. I'm not giving you a blueprint. 
if there's, it's, it's, it's a, the framework is live and work with God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know him, learn him, know trust him. him. Yeah, yeah. Know him, right? Yeah. And so when you do that, it's like that's, that's, so I'm constantly telling people that because people get in these weird places like, <laughs> oh, the blueprint is having a radical encounter with God. And then until I <laughs> yeah. recognize the love of God, because I have to expect God to show up in this particular life, no, 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 it's not in Yeah. Him. It's not any of that. So I think it's really important that we share our stories, but yet remind yeah. people like God knows you yeah. intimately yes. and you get to know him intimately and your journey and your adventure is yours, yours and his to have. And one of the things that makes me think about this for people, because it's as much as we can, you know, train them up in the ways they should go and coach them and consult and do all those things is asking better questions. And that's something I've had to get better at with the Lord and in studying the way that David operated as a king, he asked like the most plain, simple, like, should I go left or should I go right? right? Like we're, we're driving and we make our own decisions every single day. And it's like, God, where do you want me to go? And David did that with questions like, should I go to that city? Should I, um, you know, should I take this plunder or should I leave this plunder? And he just asked really simple, not elaborate, not like search my heart. Oh Lord. And make sure I am like, he just asked the question and God surprisingly and not so surprisingly answered really plainly. Yes. 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 Or no. And so I, I'm convict, I was convicted by that when I was reading it a few weeks ago. Like, I need to ask better, simple questions. Yes, yes. That was actually my starting point. So after I had the encounter with that, with that scripture, yeah. yes, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, my first thing was, okay, I'm going to start having daily business meetings with God because I have never really invited him in some of the particulars. It was almost like, if he showed up to let me know something, cool. But yeah. other than that, my, you're, got it. Doing my you're, you're good. Yeah. Right. But now it's like, wait, I'm going to yeah. seek him first. God, what's your heart concerning this business? What's your heart concerning these people? What's your heart concerning me? You know, look, so it's like, I was constantly then looking for the heart of the father, the mind of Christ and the strategy of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And it was just like through, through just like ongoing engagement with God in that way, mm-hmm. I would then start to then cultivate. I was not only cultivating intimacy with him, reading the scripture differently, not for achievement or, com- you know, to complete mm-hmm. something, but to say, to like make this word come alive for me, but also to get his mind and his heart and strategy concerning how I flow in business. Yeah. And then being willing to take the step in faith as if what I sensed from God was actually from God. Cause I, th- I, I mean, I've been mentoring folks broadly and intimately for a very long time. And one of the biggest hangups is that, which is like, okay, well, I'm engaging God, but but how do I know? How do I, yes. how do I know? Him? And I'm like, can I free you for a second? First of all, he said, my sheep hear my voice. So you do hear him. Secondly, by the way, you're with him. He's Emmanuel, God with you always. So if it's not counter to the scripture, it's not counter to his nature, just take a step, not a leap, Good. take a step as if and watch as he reveals, confirms, course corrects mm. as you go. So and that I think has been so freeing. That was how I functioned just naturally functioned that way. But I find that sharing that is like breakthrough for so many people who are just kind of like, ah, but how do I know? You'll yeah. begin to know more that you know when you take the step in faith yes. to walk this thing out with him. Yes. It's that clarity comes in action yes. and yes. there's freedom in that, right? Like so I much freedom in that. think about like how creative the Lord is with every single thing that he's done and continues yes. to do to this day. And when you're stagnant or you're trying to self-develop, you, yes. you feel creative blocks. 
right? Yeah. And that's literally people are like, oh, I have a creative block. I'm like, no, you just aren't trusting that the yeah. creativity that lies within you and before you is there. And yes. so you are self-limiting instead of God trusting into yes. what it is that he would have you do next. But yeah. it's so culturally normal to like, where's the blueprint? right? Well, who did it that way? And even simple things. Like when I first started my podcast and business six years ago, I did Mm -hmm. it under a color palette that was popular, right? I I was like, I just, uh, the hues, the simple tones, look at me now. (laughs) No. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But I had to find in myself the discomfort and the fact that every time my creative designer sent me something, I was like, oh, it's pretty, but it just wasn't me. It's like you picking out red glasses versus you picking out black glasses or red lips versus a no lips, right? Right. It's like there, it's a you. And my, one of my amazing community members, she says, be the you-iest you that you can be. And I just (laughs) love love that, that. Angela Beller. She's incredible. So let's talk. We've talked a lot about like the peace. We've talked about the rest. We've surely talked about the rhythm. How about faithful collaboration? Yeah, I love this one because a lot of times, you know, business folks, we tend to be this way. It's just like you kind of, you take on, you'll have like an assignment from the Lord and then you take it on as if this is mine, mine to steward, right? Even if you got past the mind to own and you got to right. mind to steward, you still look at it like this is mine to steward. And the the truth of the matter is, is that when God gives his vision, there's always others involved. And the thing is, I think a a lot of times that people put the word collaboration in a box because they think collaboration means a formal partnership or a formal this or a formal that. When really, if you operate from a spirit of collaboration, then you realize that God can use anyone at any moment for a short period of time, a long period of time, an informal way or a formal way to continue to refine, to grow, to clarify and to build you know, things that you're called to. And so part of that is just like that grace to be, to be open to the flow of what God desires to do relationally. I mean, I can track back to so many conversations that I had with people I didn't know, but God sent. And they would come and they would come at the exact right time with a particular thing. And then it would lead to a second conversation, a third conversation that ended up refining something that I didn't know that I needed, but God sent that person right on time. We didn't have a formal partnership we didn't go and create something together, but God used that, that moment, you know, and that series of moments. He's used that for me. I can't tell you how many books have been birthed because the Lord put on my heart, <laughs> get in that person's inbox. Yes. Right. So it's just like, if we open up our, ourselves to how God desires to operate among people, us being a vessel that God can use to help others as well as others for us and to be open-handed from that perspective, really with all our resources, relationships included, then I believe that's how we experience his best. I really do. I had this uh, kind of word just drop in my spirit with a group that we uh, get to steward and disciple as a community. And it was, what's in your hands? And it was just, how about we share what our resources are more freely? And immediately in business, people think resources is money. And I'm like, that's not what I'm asking for. That's not what I need from you. What fruit is in your life that I either have yet to 
learn. I've yet yeah. to taste. Um, perhaps it's something that would steward somebody else in the community. It doesn't even have to be about you as the owner or you exactly. as the person, the main hub. Yes. It's like, how can we highlight everyone, which then brings together the full character of Christ? Because yes. you and I, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. His fullness can be fully seen if we released fully. However, yeah. I am not a man. So right. you're a unique expression. <laughs> there's right. a piece you're of me. Right. And you're I'm a unique, unique expression. Right. right. Otherwise he would have just made Adam and he would have been totally content with Adam, but that there wasn't the case. Yes. And so that's where I think the collaboration piece can be beautiful. And also I know that I've experienced a lot of tension and a lot of friction because sure. I take what I know God meant for good. I can take it and put it into confines of, yes. well, how is this going to make sense? Well, what right. shares do they get? And what, sh- like all this stuff. That like, if we would just go to sleep in peace, knowing that we've stewarded uh, yes. connection and yep. we've, we've stewarded relationship and we've displayed love, then isn't that enough? It, it, it really is. It really is. And I, I feel like it's just like these foundational truths to grab hold of. It's like, yeah. I'm a distribution center in the kingdom of God. So that means I can receive graciously. I can, yes. I can give graciously. And it doesn't matter what it is, whatever the resource is, tangible, intangible, money, you know, things, yeah. skills, relationships, like all the things and just maintaining that, that open posture on both sides. Yeah. When we focus on that, then there's just this free flow of what God desires to do in the midst of people, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and there's grace for that. So a lot of times we'll take our hurts from a past thing yeah. and then, and then it's like we project it on all relationships. And so that we're yeah. blocking, we put up walls and block the free flow of what, how God desires to move. Right. And so that's so what some of the stuff I talk about in the book, like what are some of the foundational what are some of the lies that we tend to believe around this stuff? What are the truths that we need to know? And then, by the way, we don't even have to figure out on our own how to walk out the truth. Because right. why? The Holy Spirit's there to lead us and guide us in the truth that we are to know and to walk out. So it's like you don't have to do any of these things yeah. on your own. Yeah. And I know like being with friends and people that you like really love and there's just that kindred connection just like you yes. had at the beginning of this movement. I, people, I'm a visionary. I have like the apostolic, apostolic anointing. Yes. However, I can be led pr- a pr- like to pray, I guess, or astray of yes. fixing and putting those puzzle pieces in places they don't belong. Let's put Fair. it that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I, I'm always like, I will zoom back from a scenario and be like, gosh, why did we all come together? Gosh, why is this ministry and this ministry? Why are we in the same room right now? How did yes. we all end up in the same state? How, like, yes. I, I just am always processing and I will ask those questions to the Lord. And at the same time, he knows that he can't yep. give me too many things at once. <laughs> Or I'll mess it up. You're a builder. <laughs> so he's like, just As- one step at a time. Just one yes. thing at a time. That will reveal in time. But one yes. of the sweetest things that I've realized in releasing that need to know yeah. is that oftentimes the person, like you said, could just be there for such a quick exchange yeah. of resource. And that exchange of resource could just be another connection where That's this it. person has to meet this person. And therefore, you're in their life to say, hey, I have a friend who... And yes. then that's where actual tangibility, partnership, maybe longevity in your relationship yeah. and friendship lasts. And was, that's the that's releasing. That's how Driven Entrepreneur started. It was because someone that I oh, knew so said, cool. I really felt like I was supposed to connect you to this person. And then when I met that person, that person said, I really feel like I was supposed to connect you to that person. That's so and good. interestingly, because this is a word for someone too, is then I meet her. She had words that God had given her in her journal months prior. 
And until she said the words to me, who was essentially a stranger, she didn't even know what those words were about. And I only knew because of the Holy Spirit. So I walked, and then two and a half years later, God's like, okay, you've done your part. And she was off to the races. So I walked into destiny assignment based off of words that God put in someone else's journal just for, just for her to be like a midwife to help me birth something to then him to say, okay, now I got other stuff for you to do and me to continue to walk that out. That is a word. And now my husband is the CEO. So years in 2020, he surprises both of us. And now he's there to father a movement that I mothered, right? So he gets to take it to Uh its next level, right? So everything has to be just held loosely. Like you just, you show up in the areas you're supposed to show up and collaborate with others the way you're supposed to and, and be willing to be vulnerable and, you know, and be willing to get healed from the issues that may create blocks and relationships with others, you know, so that you can walk in the fullness of what God has for it. Well, and I think that's a beautiful element of one reason that I feel so drawn to you as well is because you're so willing to just be like, man, he just worked on me with this yesterday, right? Like this just happened and that stunk. <laughs> like I didn't know yeah. that was going to be what happened, even just yeah. with your husband taking over that role. And y'all, yeah. you have to tune into their podcast. It's <laughs> it's officially, unofficially his, but yeah. you get to hear from just some incredible people who come on that show who tell real stories like this without that place of friction and give us an opportunity to learn and keep activating. And that's why testimony is so powerful, right? It's just knowing that like none of us have figured it out fully. We're all fallen short, but yet we still have this power and authority in today's day and age needed more than ever, though I'm realizing every time I hang out in the Old Testament, this is not new information to God. (laughs) No, he's he's like, this doesn't scare me. That's That's not new. They're new to you, but they're not new to me. And that gives me even more hope and even more affirmation to walk out in power and authority to be the head and not the tail and to really exist as the church in the marketplace and to realize that business is ministry and it shifts people's hearts and heads every single time. That's right. That's right. It's the most awesome honor and privilege to be able to do business in partnership with God and to impact people in the marketplace, right? Some people who, you know, I think about just myself. It's like, I, even though I grew up in church, it was like my encounters, my encounters that I had with him, many of them, a lot of my growth points happen in a marketplace context. Yeah. I know many, many people that that's their testimony as well, you know? And so the fact that we can be extensions of his heart wherever we are, meets people in those moments, you know, those God orchestrated moments. And I think that's really important, especially when you watch the trends of what's happening in churches right now, the, in the walls of churches right now. And, you know, with these new, with new generations and all of these things, it's like, it's that much more important for us to be Mm -hmm. hands and feet, to be salt and light, to be solutions. So there's like the stuff that going on in the world that we need to bring kingdom solution to. And then there's stuff going on, you know, in our church context that we need to bring, you know, the, the reality of God's heart and mind and all of those things in there from that perspective too. So what a privilege we're we're all called and here for such a time as this for sure. It's so good. So I want to ask Shay, what are some things that you're working on that have you most excited right now? So let's see. So a couple things right now. So because on the other side of the Grace Over Grind uh, fifth anniversary release yes. that I did a few months ago, I've been having fun just really kind of evangelizing that message. Now that I'm not in, t- in the internal particulars of Kingdom Driven LLC, it gives me more space to connect with other communities, share this message. Um, I'm actually working on a proposal 
for a for my next book, which will take this message and present it in a different way that will touch more people's lives and be a seed for them. So I'm excited about that. And I've been working with CEOs who really have a heart for um, creating and multiplying kingdom culture in their business. I'm not talking about businesses that sell Christian things to Christian people. I'm talking about, you know, owners of health tech companies, you know, all of these things. And so I've been having a really good time working with, I call them kingdom catalyst CEOs, you know, yes. so I've been doing that and that's been fun. And just looking to create tools, Tamara, that it's like, I can walk through these things with people, prove them out, walk them out, and then be able to provide resources to other communities. You know, it's like that fills in a gap for them, just like we do in kingdom driven entrepreneur. When someone has a, something that's like, Ooh, this adds to what's needed in this community. Right. So now we're kind of creating those for other communities as well, because it's just needed it is. You know, in the body and in the, in the marketplace. And I, I realize that more and more, I've had an opportunity to partner and connect with a lot of people in the uh, concrete industry, totally yeah. random. And it's one of those things where you're like, God, what's happening here? Like, but I yeah. think about foundation over and over and over again, yes. whenever I'm having conversations with them. And these are generally people who are like in the contracting world. My husband is also in that space. You yes. have this image of like a dirty t-shirt, you know, maybe some, they need some dental work. Like there's just right. this like stigma in right. that industry and yes. they are truly operating as change agents to bring life and breathe life into this opportunity for people. And it's really incredible to see the hundreds and thousands of people who can be affected in one industry. So mentioning yeah. like health tech, like that's global. That's a global yes. conversation. And That's people right. think so limited in a niche when God was so good, Jesus specifically, so good at, at pinpointing a niche and learning how to storytell, which is something yeah. you're brilliant at. And Thank so I, I just am excited to see all of these new things flourish for you, for you to continue to say yes. So yes. you can blaze that trail for us to come behind you and cheer one another on. I love it. You know, there's one thing I wasn't sure if I was going to mention it, but I'll go ahead and throw it out here. Let's hear it. So the other thing that's going on that's kind of in processes in 2020, right, right after he showed me that I wasn't going to be in that, that there was going to be a leadership transition in kingdom driven entrepreneur, he was also showing me that I was going to have a role in government, which yes. was very odd for me because I had zero political interest or ambition. Uh, and still have no interest or ambition <laughs> in politics. However, however, he's really given me a heart for what is, what is his kingdom, his government, you know, expressed overall oh. in the midst of what I consider to be a stronghold of politics, right? Yes. And so what's been really cool to see, and I'm sharing this because maybe there's someone listening that this will be confirming for them, is that it's really cool to watch. I've been watching how there's been many people who are business people, no interest, no interest, like not, it was not on their radar at all. <laughs> But yet God's bringing them from this place of they have stewarded in business well, and then God's calling them into assignments to impact from a city perspective, a regional perspective, a national perspective. Because if they bring a kingdom perspective in the midst of that, not as a career politician, but as someone who sees from a business perspective, an economic perspective, a kingdom overall perspective, then you get to bring the goodness that you've stewarded in this area into conversations that can then influence positively in another. And so it's been interesting to go from something that just at the time that I got to feel real, like comfortable <laughs> always, then he's like, Hey, you got something else, you know, it's completely different. And so just embrace 
that adventure because nothing gets wasted. Nothing gets wasted. And everything that new that he takes you into, you've had the established basis from where he took you from, that goodness and the newness of what he's going to give to you to walk out in that new thing. So I just want to share that as well because that's part of my current adventure. So which has been crazy wild. that you shared yeah. that, Shay. I had an opportunity to meet with our Virginia House delegate of a local district last week. Yes. And everything you just said is so me. I'm like, Oh no. Mm-mm. Yeah, not I interested literally in that. said no to this meeting three years, years in a row. Three wow. years. And I finally said yes. And I was blown away. The spirit was so present. Glory yes. was so just like in the house w- between her team and my team. And I was, I walked out and I was just two and a half hours later blown away by what people are doing inside of the arena of government so much. So it sparked an interest in me. And I was a part of like Mary's youth council when I was little, I always said I was going to be the president. So my mom is like, Oh gosh, what is that? What is God doing? I was like, I don't know, but I don't have the energy to think about it right now. That is so, so funny. You're and that's saying that my heart was beating so fast and I wanted to start crying. Cause I'm like, no, <laughs> But I'm telling you, it's like a, it's like chess pieces. It's like God desires to take people who have cultivated like kingdom understanding and, and, and multiply that in other contexts. And that's where you get a lot of innovation. So not the person who's been in it, knows it and has been in it for 20, 30 years, but the person who was over in this space brought kingdom solution mindset and heart here and then has that experience to then integrate Mm. somewhere else. So you'll see the people who are in media, who grew up in media, bring kingdom in the area of media. But then he's like, hey, I, I want to send you to family to this area. Yeah, it's like the seven mountain mantle. It's like there's multiple mountains. It's like there's so much. There's so much goodness to what God goodness. desires to do to reach the minds and hearts and to express his goodness, you know? And to bring I want to do a little dance right problems. now. I said, I want to do a little dance right now. (laughs) I'm like, this is so good. We've got a guest that's online with us right now, Julie Richards, who says she loves us both. And she said, government and politics need light and revelation. For sure. That is that is true. S H O Fofo Show. Oh yes. man, Shay, it's been such a gift having you on the show today. I'm so grateful we had this time, and I know my community already loves you, but now they're just going to love you even more. As oh, do I. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Appreciate. Yeah, it. I'm sure we'll see each other around. Maybe in the political spectrum. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. That'll be comical. I'm going to seal this one. I'm going to send it to you in a couple of years. <laughs> oh there man. You know. All right, sister, you guys, make sure you get the fifth edition of the Grace Over Grind book. It will change your life. It'll change your business. It'll change your home. And that was my biggest takeaway was that it changed my home. And that's a priority above my business. And so I was so grateful for that and the impact that it had on my life. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes 
for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people yes. on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.